Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of The Warning Woods. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it five stars and writing a review. Reviews help spread the podcast to more listeners. If you want more creepy content, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at The Warning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, and this story is called American Ghost Stories. It was a Wednesday afternoon. I was mindlessly scrolling through my feed when I saw the headline. My thumb almost slid the screen right past it. It took me a moment to process what it said, and then a few more seconds to believe it could be true. The headline read, California Podcast Studio Fire Kills Popular Hosts of American Ghost Stories. A lump formed in my throat and I squeezed my eyes shut to keep the tears in. I couldn't start crying in my cubicle where everyone I worked with would see me as they walked by. American Ghost Stories is, or was, likely my favorite podcast, and certainly one of my most frequent go-tos during my long, slow days at the office. I could already feel my chest collapsing from the hole the news left in my heart. It made me realize just how much that show had meant to me. American Ghost Stories was a fun horror show hosted by a husband and wife duo. Every week they would try to outscare their spouse with purportedly true stories about ghosts, demons, aliens, anything supernatural and creepy. As a single guy punching in and out of a spreadsheet factory, the excitement of the stories provided a portal out of my dull reality for an hour. Listening to the couple's banter between stories gave me another feeling too. One that I'm ashamed to admit because it highlights one of my life's most sensitive shortcomings. They made me feel like I had friends. I tapped the article with my cold finger. The office was never warm enough. It loaded a photo of the couple, Fred and Susie Paisley, laughing at something one of them had said while recording an episode. A couple paragraphs down, there was another image. It showed the still-smoking, charred remains of a small building. Firefighters were still spraying it down with hoses, and a police officer was trying to hold back a small crowd. From the tears running down the cheeks of those gathered in the picture, I knew they were fellow fans of the show. The Paisleys were recording an episode of their popular podcast, American Ghost Stories, when the structure caught fire. It is unclear why they or their producer were not able to escape the blaze. The LAFD has not yet revealed the cause of the fire, but foul play is not suspected at this time. There appears to be no further danger to the community, the article read. With what was either the best timing or the worst, I can't decide. A notification appeared at the top of my screen. 
a new episode of American Ghost Stories is now available. Fred and Susie recorded and scheduled all their episodes in advance, so it made sense that there might be one or two auto-released posthumously. I debated whether or not I wanted to listen to the new episode. Would it make me more depressed to hear my favorite host's voices again? Or would I be able to pretend for one short hour that they were still alive? In the end, I decided to listen. Before we get into today's stories, I just wanted to tell our listeners about some of the weird stuff that's been going on in the studio, Susie's voice said after the intro music faded. Oh yeah, Fred agreed. It's been a little extra spooky in here lately. You could definitely say that. I've definitely been slightly less excited to come to work for the past few days. They laughed. So, we have a coffee pot that lets you set a time you'd like the fresh pot brewed, and I always have it set to be ready right at 8 o'clock when we all get here, Susie explained. A few days ago, I was the first one here, and I found a full pot of coffee, but it was cold. I mean, ice cold. Like it had been sitting out for hours. That's because it was, added Fred. Yes, Susie continued. I checked the setting and somehow the time had been changed from 8 a.m. to 3.13 a.m. That's not exactly something you could have done accidentally, right? No way. Do you know how complicated that thing is to set? I had to leave the manual on the counter for like a week so I could go through the instructions on how to set the time. Fred laughed as Susie continued. So anyway, I reset the timer, but the exact same thing happened the next day. So weird. I would have thought you were playing a prank on us or something, but we were the last to leave that day, and we always come and go together, so... Okay, hold on. That kind of prank is something you would do, Fred. You know I don't mess around when it comes to the paranormal and spiritual stuff. Right, Fred agreed. So, the weird thing that I noticed was the air conditioning. Oh yeah, it is so cold in here exclaimed Susie. Well, I noticed the same morning that the coffee pot was set wrong that it was really cold in the studio. I figured one of us accidentally changed the thermostat or whatever, so I went to check it. Here's the thing. Our thermostat displays the temperature it's set to right next to the actual temperature of the room. Uh Uh-huh. And typically those numbers are always the same, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well... That morning, the AC was set to 72 degrees, but the display said the room was only 60 degrees. And just so our listeners are aware, Susie chimed in, our studio is in LA, and this time of year, the temperature outside is typically like 80 to 90 degrees, even in the morning, so it doesn't make any sense for it to be that cold in here. Yeah, I know. Do you think we finally did it? Asked Fred. Did what? Do you think we finally attracted some sinister spirit to the studio with all these creepy stories? Fred asked with a mocking seriousness. Don't even say that. Ugh, I don't want to let my mind go there. No, no, no. I could picture Susie cringing and shaking her head. After a few of their normal announcements about merchandise and such, the Paisleys continued with the show as usual. The clock struck five and the mouse ran down to the Hickory Dickory parking lot. My coworkers and I all exchanged tired waves and see it tomorrow's. We were all exhausted. We were all depressed. Fortunately, that masked the grief I was feeling as I got into my car. During my entire drive home, I just couldn't get the image of that burnt building out of my head. The following days were just repetitions of the same routine. 
Over the weekend, I managed to find some projects to keep me busy around the house. The time and tasks actually made me forget about the loss of my favorite podcast. It's wild how quickly we can forget about such things in this fast-paced modern world. Monday came around and the memory hit me like my rear end hit the desk chair, hard and heavy. But I didn't have time to dwell on my departed friends. Friends I didn't actually know, amidst the constant emails and monotonous meetings. I was caught up in the rat race in the cubicle maze. By the time Wednesday afternoon came around again, I had entirely forgotten about the American ghost stories, about Fred and Susie, and about the fire. That is, until my phone lit up with a notification. A new episode of American Ghost Stories is now available. My breath caught in my throat, and my mouth went dry. I did some mental math and figured it was possible Fred and Susie had recorded one more episode before the fire, but they must have done it the same day their studio burned down if they were following their typical schedule. I clicked on the notification and was taken to the show page. The time indicator said the episode was only 26 minutes and 17 seconds long, which was far shorter than their typical hour length. A strong sense of foreboding crept through me as I stared at the triangle play button. I didn't have anything better to do, but some baser instinct was warning me of, well, I wasn't sure of what, but Lord knows I found out. I hit play and listened to the intro music for the last time. As it faded away, Fred and Susie introduced themselves as usual, but something was missing from their voices. It was the cheery, upbeat nature I was so used to hearing. It had been replaced by a dreary, monotone rhythm that didn't sound like the Fred and Susie I knew at all. There has been a lot going on around here, Susie started. Fred continued, So, we told you all about the coffee pot and the temperature last week, and, well, that was just the start, I guess. The two paused as if they didn't want to continue, but after releasing a deep sigh, Susie did. We've actually been working from home most of this week to avoid the studio. I definitely have refused to be in here alone. The last time I was by myself, which was the day we recorded the previous episode, I felt something else in the room with me. I mean, I literally felt its hand touch the back of my neck. I know, Fred took over. I didn't really believe her until I was also alone in here the next day. I was over there in the sound booth, where, you know, it's kind of hard to hear anything else in the building. I for sure heard a door slam, though. Like, someone really slammed it hard. Which door? asked Susie. Well, that's the thing. I'm not really sure. It's so hard to hear anything in that sound booth, but, I mean, there aren't many options either. It had to have been either the front door or the one that goes to the basement. There was another pause. This one was longer than the first. Breaks in conversation were highly unusual on American Ghost Stories. Susie broke the silence again. I don't want to do this. I know, all this creepy stuff makes the ghost stories so much scarier, said Fred. No, Fred, this is not your co-host Susie talking. This is your wife, Susie. Wait, seriously? Yes, I'm really scared. It doesn't feel right to be here, and it definitely doesn't feel right to be making light of the paranormal when- (gasps) 
Susie screamed, and there was a bang loud enough to be picked up by the microphones. Okay, okay, hold on, Fred stammered, his voice shaking. What was that? What was that? Was that the sound you heard, Fred? It sounded pretty similar, yeah. Um, hey Zach, can we stop recording? Fred was speaking to the podcast producer, Zach, who would have been in the sound booth. Zach? Fred repeated. He was answered only with silence. Oh my god, Zach? Now Susie called to him with sheer terror in her voice. Then there was a click. I recognized it as the sound the talk button made whenever the producer would chime in during an episode. Only this time, Zach's voice didn't come through. Fred and Susie were silently waiting to hear what he would say, but he never spoke. Instead, what we all heard was a low hiss. Not the kind of static hiss you hear from a bad connection. It was sinister, intentional, and clearly meant to be directed at Fred and Susie. Let's go. Let's just go. Right now, Susie cried. Yep, okay. Let's get out of here, agreed Fred. I listened as they moved their chairs and stood. One set of footsteps ran away from the mics. I'm assuming they were Susie's. The couple's voices were now faded and distant in the audio. The constant hissing also made it hard to hear them. Even with the evil sound and the distance from the microphones, I clearly heard Susie scream. The door won't open. It won't open, Fred. Let me try. Fred didn't sound very confident. He sounded afraid. Okay, Susie shouted, not in response to Fred, but rather to the empty room just behind them. You win. We get it. We'll stop. Just please let us out of this room and leave us alone. There was a loud thud, and the couple screamed in unison. The noise was so loud it distorted the mics and made it impossible to tell what it might have been. When it faded, the hissing sound was gone. But then the talk button clicked again. You. A deep, whispering voice came through the audio. It was dark, threatening. You brought me here. Now you must burn. A chill ran down my spine when I heard whatever it was say that. I pressed pause. Knowing how the situation ended, I suddenly felt afraid for my own safety. What had Fred and Susie done to bring that thing to them? Could I accidentally be summoning it by simply listening? I wanted so badly to rip my earbuds out of my phone and delete the episode from my library. I wanted so badly to never listen to another second of American Ghost Stories, to let it become a memory of the past. But as soon as I looked at my monitor and saw the infinite black and white rows of the spreadsheet I was working on, I couldn't resist. I felt like some sadistic voyeur as I pressed play once more. What does that mean, Fred? What is he saying? I don't know, I don't know. I could tell both hosts were speaking through tears. The snake-like hiss was back now. I'm going to try the door again. Hang on, Fred shouted desperately. I heard them moving around the room before Fred suddenly cried out in pain. Ah, it's hot. The door? asked Susie. I just burned my hand on the knob. It's so hot. Oh my god, Fred, look at the thermostat, Susie said quietly, almost like she didn't want anyone else to hear. Her voice had just barely been picked up by the microphones. Oh no, no, no. What is happening? Fred cried in despair. Can we call someone? I left my phone out there. Do you have yours? No, I always leave it with Zach until we're done recording. 
There was another microphone-blasting bang accompanied with the most terrified screams I've ever heard human beings make. Now the sounds of their voices and the hiss were joined by the distinct, horrific crackle of fire. Fred, how... how do we get out? What do we do? Susie stammered. Then she coughed. Also coughing, Fred replied, I don't know. I don't know if we can. He sounded utterly defeated. Susie. Now his voice contained a deep sadness, a sorrowful yearning. No, Fred, don't. Don't. Please, don't. I think... I think this might be it, baby. No, God, please, no. I love... Fred's final words were cut short and replaced by agonized screams of pain. As Susie's shrieks joined Fred's, everything in me wanted to stop listening. I felt sick. I could feel those horrible screams being burned into my memory. I would never be able to forget them. Barely audible above the sounds of the flames, I heard the talk button click once more. Burn, was all the demonic voice said, and the podcast ended. Authorities still have not released the details of the fire. I check daily. If I had to guess, they haven't said anything because they have no idea how the fire started. I wonder if they've heard the audio. About the audio, the episode only stayed live for a few hours before someone removed it from the American Ghost Stories feed. It's quickly becoming something of a legend in the online paranormal communities. Those of us who heard it adamantly agree that Fred and Susie were killed by something supernatural, and that the cause of the fire would never be determinable. Those who were fortunate enough to miss the episode before it was deleted tended not to believe us. I will always wonder how that episode got saved and uploaded to the feed, though. Zack perished in the blaze, or some of us believe before the fire even started. So who saved the recording? Was it published as a warning? From who? From the being responsible for the fire? We likely will never know. I don't really want to. You can support The Warning Woods by clicking the Anchor Support link in the description or by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Of course, the best way to help is by writing a review and following this podcast in Apple Podcasts or subscribing on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing 
to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.